We live in a world of violence, war, magic, and the supernatural. I am here to bring you a glimmer of hope for tomorrow. This is the Voice of Hope podcast, and you can call me Beacon, your auditory guide to the safety of Castle Refuge. To all Tomorrow Legion teams in the field, your mission profile references are 3, 13, 500, 7, Ace of Spades, 20, 12, 3, 6, 18, 14, 7, 5, 6, 8, 15, 2, 23, King of Hearts, 17, 4, 2, 2 million, 6, 15, 6, 4, 5. Over the last few broadcasts, we have been focused primarily on the potential military operations that the Tomorrow Legion could possibly take action on. With Lord Coke's counsel, the Legion is now moving forward, and the High Defender also recently returned, fully supporting the Council's plan to deal with the Ironheart Avengers and the other recent troubles. Unfortunately, with the intense focus on military matters, our diplomatic and refugee support efforts now require some due attention. One such mission report is from my friend Callaton. His most recent transmission has been decrypted, but I have not been able to share it because of higher priority broadcasts. Callaton has discovered some potentially beneficial allies in eastern Oklahoma. Hey Beacon, it's Callaton again. Last time I told you about meeting the Fairy Queen Fraxinia and my battle cat friend Cinderella. Well, Cinderella and I left the fairy village with a bound and angry dog boy in tow to make our way to her home in Crosshaven. Cinderella's orienteering skills are way better than mine, so we got there in almost no time. The place was on a rise, and I could tell they had set up lots of obstacles potential foes might have to climb over. When we got to the village itself, I saw walls and barbed wire all around. Everyone wears wearing hoods, just like the people in Aiken said they did. I couldn't make out their faces, but I quickly noticed they were all packing coalition arms. After a few minutes, this woman comes out of the building there. She and Cinderella talk quietly to each other for a bit, and she tells the locals to take the dog boy Georgie to the brig. are pretty antsy though so she said I should come into her home it was weird though man on the outside it looked like almost any ramshackle hovel you'd see out in the wildlands but inside man it was high-tech there were a bunch of computers and I saw some medical stuff including one of those glass healing pods you put real hurt people in I'm no expert on tech stuff but it looked like coalition branding all around then this lady introduces herself as Samantha. I kindly tell her about myself and I compliment her hospitality. She asks about what I'm doing out there, so I told her about my Legion mission. I mean, it ain't a secret or anything, so I can be pretty relaxed. She then sighs and looks to Cinderella. They looked at each other for what felt like five minutes before Cinderella nods, and Samantha turns back to tell me her tale. 
She was a scientist working at Lone Star out in old Texas territory. Her job was taking care of experimental animal hybrids there. She had to take notes about what worked and stuff like that. Well, she got an order to scrap the big experiment she worked on, and she got upset. See, she might have worked on a monstrous experiment, but her compassion came out then. She gathered all her charges, mostly dog boys, but also a few other mutants, and hatched a plan. They raided an armory and stole a death's head transport. They then took off for safety and crash-landed where their village is now. Since then, they've had a rough time of trying to stay alive, but Samantha is more worried about coalition folks finding her and her people. Well, I told her the Legion could help them. They could relocate her to a better life if they could stand it. She agreed, but she also said there would be problems. Most of her people have long-seated fear and hatred of magic. She herself was kind of nervous about it. I said it was worth a try, and that if it didn't work, the Tomorrow Legion wouldn't force them to stay. Then I said I had to find Smiley. It was time to find a way to get these folks to Castle Refuge. It seemed like an easy thing to do, you know? Castle Refuge takes in desperate and disabled refugees. Early a bunch of military-trained and healthy mutant animals would be no problem. Let's just say we'd need all the help the goddess could grant us to make it. I'll tell you all about that adventure in my next transmission, Beacon. Calatin, the Tomorrow Legion is definitely interested in helping Samantha and her people, if they are interested in our support, of course. The freeing of slaves is a defining concept of the Council of Hope, and there are few groups that this applies to more than the Dog Boys. The Legion is intimately familiar with helping those that wish to be free from their CS programming. Legion leadership is sending a specific set team to meet up with Smiley to help work with Samantha and her people. Set 119, or the Dog Pack, is en route to you now. It is a highly effective team made up entirely of dog boys and dog girls. The group is a mix of coalition and free canines who will definitely relate to, with Samantha's group. The group is led by an eccentric yet lovable dog boy rogue scientist by the name of Peabody, who was one of our original MSET team members. The Council has trusted him on a number of missions that require delicate interaction with CS Dogboys, and many he interacts with are so impressed by him that they join his team. The former Killhound Juicer Chipster and the canine Glitterboy Pilot Noble are two examples of those that have joined Set 119. Peabody protests the constant presence of the hulking mutant pit bull, but Chipster seldom leaves the scientist's side. Hopefully, Peabody and his crew will be able to assist you negotiating with Crosshaven. In addition to Calatin's experience in Oklahoma, diplomatic efforts with surrounding villages and kingdoms has been expanding. The Legion's efforts have been focused primarily in the Magic Zone and the Great Plains, where we have seen great success. The former territory of Texas is one region where we have only experienced mixed success with, however. Texas is a wild land dominated by the Coalition in the Northwest and the Pecos Empire in the South, and neither area is very welcoming to our community outreach teams. So we have focused our missions primarily in the Texas Freelands, which makes up the northeastern portion of the territory. Our teams have made initial contact with the kingdoms of Los Alamo and Hoostown. Los Alamo has invited the Legion back for more in-depth diplomatic talks, 
And an interesting note about Los Alamo, the kingdom was one of the few locations that had a permanent sales room for Naruni Enterprises, the interdimensional arms dealers. Rumor has it that the coalition successfully threatened Los Alamo to cut ties with these DBs. However, the team that visited the city-state said that a Naruni was present during the initial discussions, so perhaps what we thought was fact may just be coalition propaganda. During our initial forays into Texas, the community outreach teams heard that the Kingdom of Worth might be an ally worth considering. Every story told of a growing kingdom that espoused the dreams of freedom and hope led by the esteemed King Malkin, who was going to free the people of Texas from the tyranny of the coalition. This story led thousands of Tolkien refugees to Texas looking for a new home. When the teams arrived, they found that the Kingdom of Worth was wounded and demoralized. King Malkin led his army against the coalition at the Battle of Wichita Falls about three years ago and lost half of his forces. The people of Worth still have hope for the future of freedom of safety for their people, but now they are fighting for survival against a new band of Pecos Raiders called the Night Raiders, led by warlord Carlos Arroyo. When the team arrived, King Malcolm himself invited them to an audience. He was very forceful and captivating as a person, attempting to convince the team leaders to pledge the entirety of the Tomorrow Legion to his banner to fight off this new Pecos tribe. After surveying the Kingdom of Worth, the team leader does feel that sending further teams might be worth the Legion's time, as the people's belief is not far from the ideals of the Council of Hope and the Tomorrow Legion. However, the team leader also feels unsure about King Malkin's motives and recommends caution when dealing with him. Finally, we have received an update from our Megaversal Special Exploration Team, the Odd Squad. Christmas Carson, the team leader, just delivered her latest troop report to the Council of Hope after Councilor Comstock requested their return to assist with the mission to extract the Iron Heart Avengers from Mexico. The team's last mission brought them to a reality where a superpowered group called the Unconventionals were fending off a multidimensional war against the Dark Fairies of the Autumn Court. Interestingly enough, this reality is very similar to Rock and Roll's homeworld. And MSET-21 was able to assist UNSO with their knowledge of multidimensional travel. You should stop by the Pandimensional Pub and grab a drink with the Odd Squad before they head back out to hear about this adventure. The best part is they were invited to attend peace negotiations that happened between the court and the unconventionals over an odd drink called a pumpkin spice latte served at a small corner eatery that seems to be prolific in their world. Before returning to Castle Refuge, Calendria and Rupert the Wise were able to coordinate with the Unconventional's wizard Arcano to provide UNSO and the Tomorrow Legion with a basic method of communication. Unfortunately, the arcane power of this communication is only available for a few more weeks. Counselor Comsock himself has considered traveling to the Unconventional's reality before the window closes just to learn about how another Earth's history differs from that of Riftsur. Isn't that what Aaron Tarn would do after all? And with that, I have to get to the Pandimensional Pub myself for a round with the Odd Squad before they leave. Stay safe, move surely, and look out for your fellow refugees. I, Beacon, will guide you to your new tomorrow. Speak to you again soon. I would like to thank Dr. John Stewart for his continued support for the show as Calton. I'm really enjoying the segment, and I'm really looking forward to see where it goes. And as many of you know by now, there's a lot going on in the Kickstarter universe. 
First, as everyone has been eagerly awaiting, Pinnacle Entertainment Group has announced the Kickstarter for Savage Rift's Wave 2, which will start at noon Eastern Time on April 16th, almost three years after the original Savage Rift's Kickstarter was projected to launch. As we know, this will be Rift's North America, including three books, Arcana and Mysticism, Blood and Banes, and Empires of Humanity. All the books will be Savage Worlds Adventure Edition compatible. However, Peg also surprised everyone by announcing that they will be up updating and reprinting the current Savage Worlds Rifts books to the Suede Rules as well, and that there will be a special deal for previous backers of the Savage Rifts Kickstarter. So, I know where my spending cash is going to be going for me. Sorry, I had one update to add. Uh, there was an announcement from Peg Jody about the upcoming Savage Rifts Savage Worlds update. Um, so when they do update the base books to Suede, they will automatically update each book's PDF on their site and drive through RPG once they are finished. And they will provide a free updated document that, for easy conversions. Along with this announcement, I want to let you know of two other crowdfunding projects. First, Kevin Simbita has announced that Palladium Books is accomplishing what they refer to as a megaversal insider offer for the upcoming Palladium Rifts Bestiary Number 1. This offer ends April 8th, and with it you can get a limited edition copy of the book, as well as advanced PDF copies. If you're a fan of Rifts and want inspiration for new creatures for your game, definitely check out the Palladium website for this. Second, Sean Patrick Fannin, our own counselor Comstock himself, and his company Evil Beagle Games has their Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition currently on Kickstarter. Prowlers and Paragons is a superhero system designed by Len Pamatel, and it's outstanding. Now, I want to be upfront, it is not Savage Worlds, however, it is still outstanding. So, I got to play this with SPF and Dustin Allen Smith of Atomic Ninja Games earlier this year, and it does an awesome job of catching the feel of playing superhero comic book games. And yes, we did end a multi-dimensional war over pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks. Man, Dustin is an awesome and creative role player. So this Kickstarter will end at noon Eastern Time on April 8th. Check it out before that rift closes. And finally, Eric Lamoureux and the guys of the Wild Eye Podcast have kickstarted their Wise Guys setting. It's a Savage World's Guide to Organized Crime. While this is focused primarily on modern organized crime taking place in Las Vegas, it definitely can be used as a guide to help you with your Savage Rifts black market games. In fact, some of the one-sheets associated with the Kickstarter include a multi-realm adventure from Savage Mojo, a adventure set in the Saga of the Goblin Hordes world, uh, one set in the upcoming Rocky Mountain Savages Spells, Weapons, and Tactics, and one written by Robin English Bircher, one of the authors and line developers of the upcoming Savage Rifts North America books. This will end on April 19th, shortly after the Savage Rifts 2 starts, so it's definitely an offer that you can't refuse. If you have any refugee questions, wish to leave a mission report, or submit a Legionnaire's Last Call, please email me at voiceofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're in the Washington, D.C. area and interested in Savage Rifts or Savage Worlds, please look up the Facebook group, The Capital Savages. And finally, please join our community at MeWe Savage Rifts and check out SavageRifts.com, the premier Savage Worlds play-by-post. The Voice of Hope podcast is a Savage Rifts fan podcast. The music in the intro and prologue are Killers and Rhinos themed by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Savage Worlds and Deadlands is copyrighted 2016 and trademarked to Pinnacle Entertainment Group, all rights reserved. Rifts and the Megaverse are registered trademarks of Palladium Books.